Hi, this is Carrie Brownstein. This is DJ Premier. This is Darren Aronofsky. You got the Rizzo right here. Rose McGowan. Right here. Aisha Tyler. Tribe Call Quest. Fred Armisen. Prince Paul. Javier Munoz, Seth Meyers. Frankie Cosmos. Flying Lotus. Hi, we're Haim, and you're listening to the Talk House Podcast. Ow! What's up? What is up? I'm Elliot Einhorn. Welcome back to the Talk House Podcast. Today I'm joined from Chicago by... Josh Modell, executive editor. What's up? Hey, hey. Josh, this is the second talk we have broadcast from the fantastic Life is Beautiful Festival. Today's conversation features Talkhouse faves Sylvan Esso in conversation with Saturday Night Live writer Anna Dresden. Yeah, we recorded this episode at the Life is Beautiful Festival in Las Vegas back in September. An amazing, warm, beautiful music and comedy and art festival. We were able to record at a place called National Southwestern Recording in the back of 11th Street Records right in the footprint of the festival. So we were right in the middle of the action. I wasn't there, but it looked absolutely beautiful. And from the second that Sylvanesso and Anna walked into the studio, they got on, as they said, like a house on fire. Sylvanesso were posting pics backstage from SNL exactly one week after meeting Anna when she brought him on. Yeah, this is one of those episodes where the speakers didn't know each other in advance, but we asked Anna who she might be interested in speaking to that was playing at the festival, and her first choice was Sylvanesso. She was a big fan. So this is one of those episodes where they're kind of getting to know each other, and you can feel the love beginning. And obviously, as you see at the end of the episode, Sylvanesso decides to extend their upcoming (laughs) New York trip in order to hang out with Anna at Saturday Night Live. I love it. I love it. Well, this is the second time that Sylvanesso have joined us on the Talkhouse podcast. They were first on with their pal and collaborator, Alado Negro. Josh, I would say that amongst Talkhouse staff, they really are a favorite. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely with me. I'm, I'm a huge fan. You know, in case people don't know, they're a duo that are currently based in Durham, North Carolina. And they kind of make this wonderful mix of electronic pop and really smart indie pop. You know, it, it's very sort of danceable and high energy, but at the same time, super, super smart. Now, they came out of bands that you might not expect to make music like that. Amelia came from Mountain Man and Nick from Megaphone. Yeah, and he's also a guy who produces solo instrumental hip-hop under the name Made of Oak. So it's definitely kind of a weird bunch of ingredients that gelled to make something really incredible. And I think, you know, Sylvanesso is clearly the biggest thing that either of them has ever done. They were nominated for a Grammy last year. They just dropped a cool collabo single with collections of colonies of bees. It's actually a cover of the Caliphone track, Funeral Singers. That's their most recent. But Josh, one of the top records of 2017 was their most recent album, What Now? I absolutely adored it. Definitely. Amazing record. One of my favorite of that year. No question. From that record, let's hear the track the glow. So alone in the snow and feel singing just to me only. Josh, you catch a little microphones reference there? I did. Uh, It's great. It's kind of like this electronic pop song that's shouting out their indie rock roots. I love it, man. I remember the glow. Amen. Now, I'm pretty sure Anna Dresden remembers the glow, too. As I mentioned, she's a writer for SNL, and in that capacity, she received the 2018 Writers Guild of America Award for Comedy Variety Sketch Series. This is some serious talent. She's a member of the sketch group Gentleman Party, who have performed everywhere from Chicago Sketch Fest to the Museum of Modern Art. 
Yeah, and she's editor-at-large for Reductress, which is a hilarious site. And as you'll see from this conversation, just a really funny person. She really is. And, you know, this talk does take in some industry stuff. Josh, we, we hear about the similarities and differences around the professional lives of bands versus comedians. We hear about their worst gigs ever. And they talk about the emotional brutality of writing songs and pitching sketches at SNL. So there is that. But there's also a lot of just fucking hilarious riffing. And even though being funny is not part of Nick and Amelia's job, they definitely keep up with Anna and they obviously have a lot of fun together. Talking about egg sluts, Property Brothers fan fiction. The problem with Steven Seagal flicks. And we get to witness a fiery debate on whether it's appropriate to hula hoop at a Sylvan Esso show. Spoiler <laughs> alert, it's not. We, we also have a world premiere, a world premiere of Amelia's pro-bacon campaign theme song. So make sure to keep it locked for that. Yeah, plug your ears, vegetarians. You're going to want some bacon after this. I'm plugging my ears. The talk starts with all of them laughing about TalkHouse's soundcheck prompt. What did you have for breakfast? Let's roll the tape. Here, here's Amelia's line. Uh, for breakfast, I went to a place, unfortunately, called Egg Slut. <laughs> and I and I, I ate an egg. Actually, I, I ate a thing that was called Just Slut. <laughs> Can you reenact you ordering it? it was for like, us? I what looked, did you say? I looked the man in the eye and said, I'll have a slut. <laughs> okay. And he said, white or wheat? <laughs> Rye. It actually comes with baguette. Oh, <laughs> that's unfortunate. Was it good? It was really good. Okay, good. Yeah. What did you have for breakfast? Oh, for breakfast. Hello, this is Anna. Uh, for breakfast, I had uh, leftover chicken fingers from my bed stand uh, in my bed. Yum. And, um, and that's that. Were those uh, aged overnight, I take They it? were, yeah. Okay. In-house. Yeah. <laughs> they were aged yeah. in-house. That's classy. Um, it felt great. I got yeah. off the plane and immediately ordered chicken fingers in the Uber to Dude, the hotel. That's good. I do that all the time, too. Oh, my God. It's it my favorite perfect. travel food. It's so... I just got back into it. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Chicken fingers are usually my go-to or soups of all varieties. Yeah, but a delivery soup sometimes, it's like... Thank you. Know, you. See, this is my whole problem spillover. with the takeout soup is that it's... Uh, I feel like you're taking your life in your hands. Unless it's, unless it's takeout Chinese soup. I feel like... If that it's is like, exactly the same. No, it's not. If it's like a hot and sour soup, wonton soup, a little dicey, usually good. So dicey. Hot and sour soup's fine, though. You can't get takeout ramen, though. That's fucked. I do it all the time. You do? Really? Yeah. But all then, of my meals are delivered to me. I'm like the opposite of my grandmother. Do you live in New York? <laughs> I do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Or where are you guys in LA? No, no. we're in Durham, North, North Carolina. Carolina. Oh my God, for, with the, my favorite murder is from there. Exactly. Yes. 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 Phoebe. The owl. Team Phoebe. Owl. I'm yeah. not Team Owl. I'm not Team Owl either. I mean, how crazy is it that a man kills his wife? Literally happens multiple times a day. Why are we still talking about it? He freaking did it. I'm sorry. Super, super probably did it. Um, we drive through that neighborhood every day. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah, it is I actually imagine. quite beautiful. It's very affluent, yes. The owls, though. They're everywhere. You know, there are owls on our block. Really? I will. Yes, yes there's there are. There's a barred are. owl I, on our block. I knew there's many barred owls. I know because I was using my my bird identifying app to figure out okay. what call was happening. And it comes out. And then... <laughs> and she's a bird girl. And then... <laughs> and then... I'm blushing. <laughs> and then, as I was making my phone play 
the barred owls call. The barred owl answered the call. Also, keep in mind, I'm just sitting here watching all of this happen. What app is this? That's the best. It's it's the Merlin Bird app by Cornell University. Perfect. The Ornithology Lab has an app. It's actually really cool because every time you ID a bird, it geotags its location. So it helps like see the migratory patterns of birds. God, it's like ways, but for birds. Mm -hmm. That's incredible. But for the beautiful creatures. That's so, oh, we're going to get on like a house on fire. This is great. Oh my God. I want to circle back to the delivery ramen. How does that work exactly? Do the noodles come separate? They do, yeah. You get your noodles and your dry goods in one bowl and then your broth in the other container. (gasps) Pour it in. Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. I used to get delivery pho, Mm -hmm. which is how you pronounce it. It doesn't ever feel right, but I do want to be correct. Do they send you raw beef with that? Um, no, I, I usually get like a tofu situation, but uh, okay, all right. they send it truly deconstructed. You have to put it all together. Like the noodles are in one thing. So you're basically cooking. You're basic. Yeah. That's what I say. That's what I scream when I put it together. I scream. <laughs> I'm basically cooking Yeah. as I'm like manhandling bean sprouts with my hands. Yeah. Right. You're ripping the basil apart. Yeah. I haven't washed my hands in hours, but I am going for it. Yeah. Well, it's just you. I mean. It's just me, you know, and we're all going to die is the thing. That's like any moment. Thank goodness. Anytime I eat with my hands and don't wash them, I immediately justify it by thinking about my own death and that it's going to happen. I'm a dirt person. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a dirt gross person. My justification is that it makes you stronger because our immune system is totally based on taking in things that are going to hurt us and then building antibodies, you know? But you live... Do you live in Brooklyn or Manhattan? I do live in Brooklyn. You live in... I work you, in Manhattan. Yeah. You live in like the land of like true real dirt. Like you could get like... I li- I too yeah. lived there at yeah. some points. And, and like you do feel like you are coming into contact with shit. At, oh, like, yeah. At regular intervals. You mean like literal like human shit? Yeah. Well, yeah. I live across from Prospect Park and I walk my dog there. Oh, and totally. after she poops, she likes to desperately kick and scrape the ground with all of her feet mm-hmm. as close to my face as she can get it without me um, having her euthanized. I can oh, tell she knows where the line is and she just tap dances on it. It's her. It's the only time she's happy is when she's trying to kick her own shit and dirt into my face. Yeah. What's this animal's name? Oh, Lady Bird. Oh, after, um, after the, f- the, the first lady film. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> after the famous... First lady. Um, yeah, I got her before the movie came out. And then people would always say either oh, no. the first lady or king of the hill. It's gotta Hank be. Hill's dog is named Lady Bird. Right. Mm-hmm. But now it's the movie, which is great that I love the movie. Otherwise, I would have had to have her euthanized. <laughs> Can't change her name. Sorry, she knows it. True. Um, are you guys dog owners? <laughs> no. no we are are you tour so much? Yeah. yeah, we tour too much. But I have, there's a dream of a dog. That has actually changed the way that I refer to dogs. I want, I have a dream of kind of a small, like a babka-shaped dog. Kind mm-hmm. of a trash like dog. Like a real right? loaf, trash, like wiry, gross dog Perfect. that I would name Gherkin. And then I could call it Gherk for short. <laughs> which, which so now all dogs of that size, shape, and variety are called Gherks, which is wonderful when now we'll be like oh a real gurk over there yeah look at that gurk wait yeah. can I show you a picture of my dog and you guys tell me if she's a gurk yeah. or not I love this yes, yeah. okay. I'm so excited I, don't, I mean she's gorgeous in the face but she is very much loaf type in the body 
Are we yeah. talking a um, serious mutt here? She's a real mutt. She is like a um she's like a, a Rorschach when people look at her and they're like, Oh, I have a beagle or like my chihuahua is just like her. Oh, it kind of like invites projection. Yeah, yeah. She um well, this is an aerial shot of her body. Oh, that's a total girk. Yeah. That's a girk dog. Hold on, let me find. Oh, she's oh, little. Yeah, That's totally. That's a real girk. Yeah. What a beauty. She's a girk. The audio <laughs> guys all say that it's a girk, <laughs> which is great. This is her licking the face of a woman she just met at the airport. Oh, that's right. good. It just occurred this to me one. that if someone pets my dog, then their hands have been on her. And I realized it while I was kissing her head that like... Everyone who touches you, everyone you're touches the hand my dog. Of everybody who's yeah. touched your dog. But you live in New York, mm-hmm. which is like, again, a high concentration of human filth yeah. to begin with. I feel my like friend the had actual shit thrown dog. at her in New York once. Oh my god! Yeah, where? Uh, outside of YMCA. That sounds right. <laughs> That's what YMCA stands for, right? Yeah. You yeah. may crap be, yeah, be, away. Beware. Why beware did you of, throw the poop at her? flying yeah. shit. Yeah. Um, wow, it's so interesting to have it reflected back to me that New York is known for being disgusting because I hadn't appreciated that in a well, while. It's it just one of those places cool. where there's, there's no nature to flush it away. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. all... There's, it's just all a lot sitting of, there on the pavement. Rain yeah, but fair, where does and, the rain go? Into a tube that we made and then out into the river, which yeah, is now growing? It's just like the and then rain the f- falls yeah. and then it washes. I don't know, man. And the tube takes. No, it's real. I think real. you need some nature around this you. This is to- making us sound like weird germaphobie people. Which I'm, not, is not that's, true. I'm not a germaphobe. Oh, yeah, I'm already, down with the germs. I'm okay. just saying, I think it's. I'm. I'm admiring your courage as somebody who is hesitant about thinking about people who've petted your dog and then thinking that's gross, but also being a resident of New York. Yeah. That must be kind of a daily battle. It's all coming together. I do like that I can bring joy to people through my dog because I used to get really excited about seeing dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, um, so you guys are musicians. We are. And- we are. Uh, All three of our jobs are to bring joy to people. That's kind of whoa. nice. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Do you think as a writer and teller of jokes, do you feel that that is part of your job? It literally just occurred to me that when I do shows, there are people watching. <laughs> just what? now? Like I know I knew that that I like I knew that cuz I can see them, but it just occurred to me that someone's day is going and sitting down and looking and then I'm that what they look at. <laughs> Oh my I gosh, didn't. that's so nice. Really? I didn't know this. You mean you were just up there being like, I thought I'm they just were tell, just I'm doing the stuff. I thought they were sort of a like a, a like, like a projection. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It didn't I their humanity wasn't there for me. Like I'm basically a murderer and I needed for one of them to shout out like, I have a son, his name is Evan. <laughs> like I need, I need for them to humanize themselves. Because to me, they're just like people who hate me. Right, um, right, yeah. 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 How, you, what's your relationship with the people who look so at you? So do you guys hate your audience yeah. too? Or? <laughs> I don't hate them. I just want them to like me and I don't always trust that that's going to happen. Oh, But 100%. it usually is. Yeah. Do you, what do you guys, when you're looking at a crowd, what do you tend to notice or look for or like what's impressions of now it's different in that like we only really absorb like the first 20 rows 
yeah. of people. And so then you like pick out. It's just a giant me, angry mass. Yeah. That. And then it's, yeah. Or like people who aren't, aren't as interested or like, it's like people who are kind of interested. And then at the way back, like people who are hula hooping. <laughs> Which hate. is its own kind of oh interest. Oh my god! <laughs> you guys are good hula hooping music. I no, do have to say you no. invited. All right. Well, no. I didn't. What does that Wait, even mean? I've really fucking stepped in it now. I, <laughs> I. No. So I was gonna say I've, I, I don't know anything about music, but I, I looked at it and I have listened to you guys. You're on a playlist that I listen to when I'm at the airport. Hula hooping and want to kill. Yes, I'm a, a I'm a hooper. Big and hooper. Uh, we are not all a monolith. We are different, <laughs> and uh, we're all individuals. You have but, a specific airport playlist. Yeah, it's like oh, on that's it. Cool. But so it's very soothing. Is that right. fair? Thanks. I feel soothed by it. I need a lot of soothing. That's good. And I don't know. I feel like. It invites maybe not hula hooping. Maybe that's unfair. Like um, no, but that's rhythmic real. movement. Yeah. Like a sort of a. I'm down with rhythmic. Not movement. very staccato. Yeah, mm-hmm. a loose dance. Not a lot maybe. of moshing. I think no. I have unchecked and unwarranted rage at the hula hoopers. <laughs> See, <laughs> I'm kind of in. This. Yeah. Um, yeah, Sandy's in. Well, uh, just real quick before we get into your rage. I think a weird thing that happens when you make something and put it out there <laughs> is that there's all this, these unintended consequences that come back to you. And it resonates in ways that you didn't think it was going to or has there in ways that have nothing to do with your emotional life when like? you created it. Well, like, for example, when we started realizing that, that there is a huge, a giant, like, Instagram hula hooping population, yeah. which I didn't know... I didn't know it was a thing, but of course it is because everything's Amelia a thing. Looks furious, <laughs> <laughs> and and that they were really into hula hooping to our they do. music, they, which they I love hula hooping. There's got it's got to be more than just up. Uh, anyway, so sorry. So it's got to be your, more than than just what I can't imagine. We're the only band. Oh, I'm sure there are many other bands that deal with people hula hooping to them. And it is, I will say, it's nice that they do it in the back. It is nice that they do it in the back, but gosh darn it, they always bring these hula hoops that have like wild LED lights that make different patterns. So like when they like really start really hooping, you know, you can see like... Heart patterns and little shiny-ass rainbows and unicorns. Think of how much money they've spent on their hoops. Yeah, and this, like, tiny person in the middle of it being like, and here I am, like, literally singing my tits off, like, jumping up and down. Figuratively. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Strike two. You correct my English. And then you just said, not five minutes ago, before you talk about your rage, let me talk. Fair fair enough. That is fair. God, you guys must have a whole Tumblr community writing weird fan fiction about you. Oh, no. no. I haven't been on Tumblr in a long time, so maybe. Every now and then I dip in. But only for like nice porn. I'm really good at finding fan fiction written about real people. Dude, have you fu- have you fucked with the Property Brothers fan fiction? <laughs> <laughs> because that shit is amazing. <laughs> I just didn't know we'd connect like this. I didn't know it would be so instant and so effortless. 
Oh my god, do they fuck each other? Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So great. Thank God. There's only like there's only <laughs> last time I checked, there was only like last time you checked? Yeah, remember when I, you were there? I do, I do. An alarm goes I up at four in like the morning. A, yeah. She grabs her laptop, yeah. opens I have it. A Google check. <laughs> yeah. Just a Google nope. search. Just the same too. It was really nice because it was like a like a of very graphic, beautifully written, like seven chapter arc mm-hmm. and then the rest of it was just this guy responding to everyone being like thank you so much for writing this <laughs> I have been looking and him being like thank you so much for reading I'm so glad that you appreciate it oh. it's so nice god that's gorgeous I write a lot of Lord of the Rings fan fiction as a as a youth as a oh, small totally. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah that was my entry into uh, adult <laughs> sexuality was Hobbit's has that led to some weird stuff or? No, just some normal stuff. Yeah, that's cool. I, I took the weird route to normal. Weird. Yeah. 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 Which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, what were we talking about? Birds? Um, <laughs> wait. Oh, birds. Uh, Rage. Oh, the Hoopers. The Hoopers. The Hoopers. Wait, we so, were talking about the Hoopers. So when you're looking out, is it distracting? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I. The main thing is like if you're going to go see someone... Like, dude, what if someone was at your show hooping? That I was literally just going to say, I will know that I've made it when I look out at a crowd of alt-comedy nerds wearing Dan Harmon t-shirts. Yep. And there's a, just a group of people in the back hooping their shit out. Just having the best just times. Just hooping. And, like, instead of hearts, it makes, like, the Earwolf logo. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Dog. yeah. Yes. It says like Face working paint. on my night cheese, yeah. just like an LED. <laughs> like, yes, this is my crowd. I'm yep. a superstar. You've made it. Yeah. Last time we played Vermont, there was someone standing on a food bus, like a bus that had, like, not a food truck, but a food bus, oh. doing like the poi. Like the fire poi. Oh, is that where they have the fire in the balls and they? Yes. they it's on a string and mm-hmm. they swing it around. Mm-hmm. I went to school with a guy who does that yeah. just all the time. He's always either in Wyoming or the rainforest or I, doing my buddy's fire exactly things. Yeah. And I'm like, where's the money coming from? Poi. My my buddy who does that is a uh, is Step a programmer. One, poi. Step two question mark. Step three profit. My my poi buddy is a. <laughs> also poi buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, my poi buddy is a programmer. Is this Dustin? Yeah who figured out that he could work from wherever he wanted. So now he just does like, he like hikes the Appalachian Trail. And when you're on the trails, you meet a lot of, you know, Burning Man type people Mm -hmm. who are all really into the poi. And so he picked it up from... I didn't know that Dustin did poi. Yeah, but so he'll go and take like for three months, he'll like... He's really, he's really hot. He That's, looks like Thor. He's he does, amazing. He does. He, well, he looks like a thin Thor. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, yeah. A, a svelte Thor, which is not the Thor s- of my dreams. Svelte Thor, Dustin Poi. <laughs> I didn't buddy. know Dustin did Poi. It sounds like a, a phrase from a language book. Like if you were learning to speak <laughs> millennial artist. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. That Vermont show was very much, it almost felt like, I'm so sorry. I'm only saying this because I just rewatched it on cable in a hotel. But the scene in the second Matrix movie oh, where they're dog. all partying oh, in the yeah. under, 
they're, and they're mm-hmm. all dancing on the things and it's in slow motion and they're like throwing each other up on the on the sheets you know it uh it was like that kind of where in vermont was this burlington i love burlington i do too, Us too. there's awesome. like a comedy club there Which really one? vermont comedy club it's real fun do you go on tour a bunch not more now mm-hmm. i like i work during the year um and then on summer I, how long is the summer? the snl season it's like the school year, so okay. end of September to end of May. Wow. Yeah, so then I am aggressively not traveling, and then over the summer, like this summer was the first one where I was like really kind of bouncing around to hotels and stuff for shows. Yeah. Do you bring pals? I bring my dog, and That's she cool. opens Amelia's for me. Dream. She just repeats Lenny Bruce bits. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> but um, no, I, I did bring a pal to a show in Providence and then in Boston. And it was so great. Where'd you play in Boston? uh, It's Laugh Boston. Totes. It's a great club. Um, But it was so neat. It was my first experience like bringing an opener somewhere that I was like, you, come travel to do a show. It was so neat. Oh, that feels good. It's really really great. Do Do you guys do that? Yeah. Who do you like to, or who have you brought? recently or we went on a big tour in july and we kind of did it was kind of piecemeal yeah we did like a large variety of different people it was all pals it was really cool yeah but we bought our brought our friend jen from wyoke she has a solo project called flock of dimes and she comes and opens for us she's been with us a bunch of times now yeah different iterations which is great because she's just our friend so she just rides on the bus with us and we it's just we just That's hang out best. for the whole time. So nice. And then we brought our friend Roberto, who is Gelato Negro, who's really awesome. So great. It was so much fun. I like forgot that then I got to have a friend and it was like I just kept telling him, like, this is vacation. We're on vacation right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like we're going on vacation. I, with a I'm always fascinated um by comedians just because I feel like choosing to do what we've chosen to do for a living or even not even for a living like when you do, when we both just made the decision a bazillion years ago that like this is what I have to do to be a person um, it's such an intense like lifestyle choice but when you're a musician generally speaking you get to share that with people like you're usually traveling around with a band or with a bunch of other people and that's either good or bad or usually a bunch of both yeah um but the thing that fascinates me about comedy is that you guys have generally made the same crazy decision to like write down your thoughts and feelings and then say them into a microphone to people but it's almost entirely solitary which seems like it's that seems so much more intense to me I don't know I mean like I'm not like a touring headliner by any means. So I don't, I, I, I mean, working at SNL, you're just around people all the time. It's right. like being at summer camp where like I will go home and sneeze and then get weirded out that no one says bless you. And then I'll realize that I haven't been by myself for like seven days. Right. Uh, yeah. Um, but like, yeah, traveling, that's why I bring my dog, honestly, because I'm like, oh, you are. You're another set of eyes, you know? Like, yeah. I'm kind of, I'm not just going to be my own crazy self in a hotel room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Watching endless episodes of Law & Order. I, so, I do love going to a hotel and watching TV in a hotel room. Oh, it's is so this nice. a basic thing to say? It's no, so it's nice. awesome. I worked in hotels for years and, like, 
never got to go in the rooms unless I was putting like a fruit basket in there. So it feels so luxurious to just like lie oh, on the fucking totally. bed like a rich man's wife. Like it feels, <laughs> I'm like, I'm touching the pillow with my foot and nothing's going to happen to me. Darn too. Um, I've been watching a lot of Steven Seagal movies. Oh, yeah. I love which a Steven is, Seagal. Oh, he's so wild. Like I watching know. him talk and move through the world is really an experience. Yeah, wild ponytail. Also, I love it's, thinking about the version of America where he could be a star. Yes, that's what I googled. Why is Steven Seagal an actor? Yeah. And <laughs> found an explanation. What is the explanation? He was an Aikido master and um, he was like this martial arts expert. So he um, actually was. It wasn't one of the, like, yes. it wasn't like Kung Fu, The Legend Continues, where it's like kind of all fake. Like it was like. It was real. I, I, as I understand it, and I could be wrong and I'm sure I'll hear from them, but uh, he was at first a, a master and then kind of became a movie person. But he oh. had it, I think, in his contract that he never gets hurt or overpowered by anyone in any movie, regardless of whether oh, they're holding yeah. a machete or like Doesn't a matter. machine gun. That he just true. calmly moves them to the ground. Yeah. He doesn't get hurt. He never gets hurt. Yeah. Which is why most many of his movies I found relatively lacking on the plot points because you're just watching him kick ass for the it whole time. He never falters. Too. And there's never but there's never a low point. There's never a like, oh no, Steven Seagal, get up. Oh, no, no, he's tied to the thing. He's yeah. got the cut across his forehead. I started watching um, Under Siege, which yeah. I was like joking about the plot on Twitter until people were, I was like, look at this random movie. And they were like, that is his most famous movie. Yeah. And it made like $300 million and they had a sequel to it, which is crazy because the plot is that he is a chef. Yeah. On a, a Cajun chef, a right? A Cajun chef on a, which he plays every different kind of, ethnicity in every movie yeah. like he plays an italian guy who's like hey Classic. come on yeah they're all I don't like deep have to caricatures. Do karate. Yeah. it's crazy <laughs> it's like but so he is like want a the former shrimp a po boy like he, he really goes it, for it right he yeah. fucking gasses it and like no one is asking him to it's like you're steven seagal that's why you're here like we're not looking for an accent like he showed up the first day on set and he was like also i'm cajun yeah and yeah. like that and was like, just it great he's stronger than anyone so we have to let him do it but so he like was a former black ops navy guy who was then a chef and he's wearing a chef's hat like a fucking Muppet. And Tommy Lee Jones plays a rock and roller, a musician like you guys. Oh my. Slash <laughs> terrorist. What? So it's Tommy Lee Jones as a terrorist pretending to be a rock and roll guy. You have to watch the first 10 minutes of this movie. So wait, so that he's a terrorist for you. who is... His his guys yes is that he's a rock and he's roller. He's a rock and roll band. So it's yeah, like, like rock Jam and roll band. superhero. Right, of yeah. course. So like they have to get onto this like aircraft carrier to do a birthday show for the captain of the ship. Which is all a ruse for an assassination. Is, yeah, or something. so they're trying to like get on there and be terrorists or whatever. But it Tommy Lee Jones' first lines in this movie are all like, Hey, I love rock and roll. Where's the stage? <laughs> and like it is offensive. You guys should watch it and just think in terms of if someone showed up backstage at a gig talking that way like guitar tattoos yes yeah. literally Here's the thing they kind of do though oh <laughs> well i please watch that and we'll have like a full email conversation about it yes please um is should there- we should we start another podcast where it's just our uh, like commentary <laughs> i've always wanted to start a podcast that was just commentary tracks 
to movies. So you could there'd be like a beep right at the where you could sync it, and then you'd just play your own commentary like track. People, dear reader. Ooh. But if we could just make our own, where it's just us watching. Steven Seagal movies, maybe Seagal. for the first, because I haven't seen them or, since I was a kid. Or my favorite B movie of all time, Simply Irresistible, over and yeah, over and over yeah, again. Yeah. Have you ever seen Simply no, Irresistible? What is it? <gasps> oh boy. It is, oh no, I'm going to forget her name. Uh, Buffy. Sarah Michelle Gellar. Yes. Sarah Michelle, it's a Sarah Michelle Gellar vehicle about a woman who works in a failing restaurant in Manhattan and who either puts on her deceased mother's magical cooking earrings or buys a magical crab from the farmer's oh, market. Oh, I have heard of you're, this. You're not sure which. You're not sure which, and it is never resolved. But the crab does have multiple outfits. Okay. My friend, Helly Kiefer, another comedian, uh, was trying to get a group of female comedians together to watch. It's one of my favorites. As well. it's that is amazing. the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's so good. Does she cook the crab? No, she does not. The crab escapes and lives in her kitchen. Got it. Yeah. But it never comes to it. accessorizes. Okay, cool. I'm just realizing we have watched parts of this movie many times and never finished it. Well, yeah, it's because it's almost impossible to watch. It's... (laughs) It is Is deeply resistible to watch. Is it one of your favorite movies? Does it it feel close to your heart? Because I have this... My genuine favorite movie is The Mummy. And it's just, it's so times. but it is so central to my personality because I got so into it immediately when it came out when I was 10 and like, it was all I would talk about for years. And like my sixth grade yearbook quote is from the mummy. And what's the quote? Oh no, I'm sorry. The quote is of myself talking about the mummy. So the quote, it's a sixth grade. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, wait, hold up, hold up. It's fine. So (laughs) don't worry. It's a picture of me wearing like chandelier earrings and my dad's haircut. Um, And the quote is, have you seen the mummy? It's the best movie ever. So you're encouraging. I misunderstood the assignment. I thought the quote, (laughs) I thought a yearbook quote was supposed to be something that you have said a lot. <laughs> That's better though. That That's is what they so should much be. better. That guys, is what they like, should. Other be. people should be able to pick your yearbook quote. Yeah, yeah. I love. The, I too. I think the mummy's up there. I've probably watched the mummy almost as much as I've watched the Fifth Element. It, oh, it's a, a perfect movie. It's got something for everyone. But it is so close to my bone marrow that I can't watch it as a joke with anyone. And I can't like joke about it with anyone. Oh, do, does, yeah. it, hurt, does I, it hurt your feelings? It just, it feels like they're talking about my mom. Yeah, where it's like, totally. I get that she's crazy, but you, I yeah. cannot. You can't say You cannot crazy. talk about this. Don't talk about Brendan like that. Because she gave birth to, this movie gave birth to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there, have has there been a uh, place that you guys have performed that you didn't expect to love so much, but now you love it because of how good the shows were? Or like somewhere that surprised you that you loved it so much? There are so many places at this point. But Boise, in, Idaho? In terms of, yeah, man, I love Boise, Idaho. I love oh, Boise, I Idaho. love uh, Woolies. Where's Woolies? Oh, in Des Moines. Woolies in Des Moines, Iowa is wonderful. There's a really good arcade bar right next to Woolies. And there's a karaoke bar two blocks over that no one goes to, which is perfect. Heaven. Yeah. Yeah. There are like some nights of tour that like get like gold plated in your memory. Oh, yeah. And that was one of them. That's like a perfect tour story of like why you love some. Yeah. I love like the best shows of my entire life have been in like the most rural areas like um 
I did a show at a college in Indiana. Mm. And which, like, which one? It yeah. was, um, oh, uh, Purdue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, I've never felt like such a rock star in my entire life. Like I, just the crowd was so thrilled. College like shows, I, they're one of those crazy things that it's, there's no middle ground. Oh yeah. It it's is either, either like, you, it is either way better than anything you're doing currently, or you are playing at like a sorority party and like nobody's there yet. Woof. We had somebody. Oh, we had. The we played worst. Wesleyan this one time. We played Wesleyan in a basement, and someone interrupted to the show. To they interrupted the show in that there was enough people in the room that one person could interrupt the show <laughs> to buy a shirt. Your shirt? Yes. Oh. And we were like, I they will weren't, not. They didn't come to the show. I will not sell you the shirt because I'm singing <laughs> right now. It's nice that it we was also had your people, shirt. Didn't somebody ask directions to a? Like somebody stopped us and like asked where a thing was during the and show. And we're like, we don't, we don't go. We here. don't know. Oh. We aren't students here. Sorry, yeah. sir. I'm a rock star. <laughs> I'm being a rock star right Can't now. You see? My job is that. You're going to college to avoid the future you see here in me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I once did a show. I don't remember where it was. Like in New Jersey or something. But it was during finals and. The room we're in was like a multi-purpose room and all of, so like there were maybe 20 kids watching the show, but their eyes were just sort of like staring into the middle distance like they were worried. So it was this giant room. There's like 30 people there and kids keep walking in to the room to study with like armfuls of textbooks, seeing that something was going on and then like... And then walking back out. Yeah. I was like, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm sorry I'm bombing so that you can't <laughs> succeed. Not, neither of us are succeeding I'm right so, now. So this is just a museum of failure. This room, <laughs> we're all doing it wrong. Um, but yeah, yeah I don't. In, every I, once in a while though. It's true. It's oh great. yeah. Yeah. University of Arkansas. I just did a show there and I was like, wait, I think I might be a genius. <laughs> I think I should treat people worse because I think I might be a perfect comedian. I That's how everybody knows. Yeah. Everyone knows you're yeah. brilliant when you start. Like, is it crazy to hire an assistant to like can iron I, my can dog? Can I start asking that nobody looks me in the eye now? Yeah. Is that after tonight? You have to call her Miss Piss or she will <laughs> fucking, she'll hit you. Not yeah. hard, but enough. Yeah. It won't hurt, but it, you'll be shocked. <laughs> Can you put that on my writer? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! When we're writing songs, uh, there's an amazing thing that happens. I write like because of the way that we write together. Sometimes I walk up to Nick and like just sing sing something at him, oh my like god. without any accompaniment. And when it's bad, there's like no way. <laughs> Because you're all you're singing, and like it's horrible. One one the most notable time was when I wrote an incredible song called "Run Like a Weasel." God, we're still talking about "Run Like a Dude, Weasel." Yeah, I'm never gonna drop it. It's the best song. I'm, ever. I hope that you don't because it's amazing. I feel like it's never gotten its day in the sun. <laughs> but how crazy would it be if that was your biggest song? You were like, I know, right? This song fucking rules. And, and what everyone I, loves it. I think that it does rule, but alas, it will never have its day. Is recorded. it about weasels? It's about it's about it's like a like a revenge redemption song. 
She was kind of on a tear oh. this particular day. Yeah, about like, you know, you better run like a weasel. Like, for, for those of you not in the room, there's some finger wagging yeah. going on right now. The neck is moving. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds perfect. And if you guys don't play that song at this festival, you're cowards. It's true. It's true. Um, Talk to him. But like <laughs> when, do you have to do that? Basically, when you're writing? Ex- like, that's exactly right. Yeah. Because like at, at least at SNL, like it's all collaborative. And the way that you write something is that you pitch it to at least one to 500 people before you write it? Like you bounce it around with people Are there 500 people? No. Okay. Also, I imagine it's not an easy laugh room. Well, so like there's the main room where you like sort of sit up straight and are a person, but then like most of the writing gets done like in offices with one or two other people with the door closed. So you're like, what if it's like a rom-com about a brother and sister? And then like you can kind of feel it out with your mm-hmm. friends as opposed to saying it in front of like What if it's a skit about like hula hoopers showing up at an alt comedy show? That's yeah. really, uh, I mean, am I allowed? Yeah, oh, 100%. Take it, please. I love that. It's like a, <laughs> maybe it's like a local community board meeting. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And it's like, this is the new underground scene. Prop 81, woo! Yes. Like, yeah. I, it does feel like there's got to be a lot of wide shots for that. And it feels unfair to ask people to hula hoop on live television. Mm-hmm. That's like a lot of pressure, but. <laughs> well, there's a whole community that's ready. I'm okay, telling you that. <laughs> Is this another thing that happens to you? Or for me, people tell me what I should write songs about all the time. Oh my God. Do people My do that family, too? when I'm like at a family party and I don't talk much because I don't know how to be myself around the people I'm related to because they are very different. <laughs> but um <laughs> They'll say something and then they'll be like, oh, watch out. Anna's there. She's going to, oh, Anna, this is good for your sketches. And I'm like, no, you're all just like mentally ill and need to go to therapy. Like there's, <laughs> there's no sketch there. Do you understand? Like no. you just don't have any coping mechanisms <laughs> and you're 60. So that's how you are. The now. show isn't about sadness. No, it's not. I mean, like there's a ton of sketches about people's parents, but I don't know. Yeah. I'm afraid of them. <laughs> not my parents, like my extended family. The crystallization of age is real. Yeah, it is. It happens. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like an alien to a lot of my family, I think. Are Are you you kind of the the one who like went to New York and did the weird thing? Where are you from? I'm from Long Island, which is very close, but also like miles. Very far. Yeah. A lot of emotional Uh, miles. Life-wise is very far. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, my cousins have jobs or babies or both. Um, but it is kind of weird. I have a cousin who's a producer at MSNBC, so we have some stuff in okay, common. Yeah. Um, we're just on different sides of unions <laughs> where he's like, yeah. uh, <laughs> someone keeps trying to unionize this group. And I'm like, uh, g- good. <laughs> I know that's bad for you, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it is so tender to like pitch a thing. Cause you're like, I'm pretty sure this is the best idea I've ever had. And like, I'm going to bring it to this person who I, I know is going to really like it because they are the most similar to me and we do we work together yeah. and they're going to love it. And then they don't like it. And then it's like, well, either they're an idiot and there's or there's no one I can work with and like I'm not right about anything because oh, no. you didn't love this. And then the yeah. spiral begins. And I know for a fact that it's perfect. And then like six months will go by and I'll look at it again and be like, oh, that's terrible. It's <laughs> totally. Not good. I that's do that not, too. Yeah, but... It, it is like, I feel like sketches and songs are very similar because mm-hmm. they're totally. both like three to five minutes long, ideally. Well, and you're, you're <laughs> taking this tiny moment fluff of an idea and then like turning into a cloud and hoping it floats. You yeah. know, it's kind of this. 
I also feel like songs, they end the same way where it's either it just sort of peters out or there's like a huge hard <laughs> Where it gets boom. really, yeah, yeah, or there's a real yeah. kicker. It's one final punch, yeah. Do you ever write a, a song and then at the end you just make it be a commercial for a product? Because that's what I do with sketches that don't have an ending. <laughs> oh, I, uh... <laughs> or you're like, oh, and then it's like, Snapple. And then it's for like... Oh, Northside Elder Facilities for your crazy parents. <laughs> do you ever do that for a song? You can do that. You can use that if you want. Every now and then I read a jingle. Whoa. But, like, but not not an actual jingle for anything. That's but not like, true. Oh, you wrote like, a great jingle for bacon. I know. I have a dream. I have a dream like a, like a Got Milk campaign, except it's just for like bacon. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna ask you to sing because that's insane. But that's because it's bacon. <laughs> now, just imagine the ad. It'd be like some some kid eating mashed potatoes and be like, "Man, why are these mashed potatoes better than usual?" That's because it's bacon. Boom! You're out. Oh my god! You're giving that away for free. I'm not joking. Here, so you know what you're talking about? That's coming perfect. up with a thing and thinking it's genius, and then telling the person that you know is going to also think it's genius. Yeah. So we we literally came up with that. Was at Thanksgiving or something? When were we? Uh, even- no, but because we got we got like my grandma Beth to say like let's because it's bacon. Yeah, we got yeah. <laughs> she's the where's the beef for bacon? Yeah, she's exactly. Ba- essentially, but so we came up with this and we were so excited about it and we we kind of half jokingly half not sent it this idea to like the because we have like a to a our publisher, publisher to our publisher who, like, to be like that's his whole job yeah yeah to be like hey Dave pitch this to Big Bacon. <laughs> And the bacon farmers of America. Es- he was essentially like, "Are you joking?" But you know, this is this is also another problem because a week before that, we had gotten drunk and said the, and left him a voicemail saying that we actually wanted to buy the rights of the OMC song "How Bizarre." <laughs> you know how he dares you to buy the rights anyway. The so we were joking oh, about you want to know about the actually rest, buying the rights, and we wanted to know how much rights. it was gonna just as a bit, just to see yeah, if we could just do to it. see if we could. I love that, and he was yeah. not having that. So he's lost our trust in us. Um, <laughs> so I relate because I I saw the Mamma Mia two twice in theaters because it's a perfect movie, and I asked my to my TV lit agent, so I was like, you need to figure out who wrote Punch Up on this script because there's insane jokes in it that yeah. like these Swedish guys, there's no way they there's wrote no way they, yeah. a joke, be still my beating vagina. That did not come from yeah. two Swedish men in their 50s or 60s. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that ABBA no, wrote the movie? It's, it's different Swedish Oh, different guys. Swedes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I was like, so someone clearly... No, that, that's some like comedian, an Amy Schumer line in a fucking hotel yeah, room. Yeah, right. Like clearly Paula Pell or someone. I was yeah. like, you need to find out. But then in the same text conversation, I said, I need for you to find out if Andy Garcia has an open marriage. <laughs> and then <laughs> they didn't know if I was serious about asking them to find out who did Punch Up. Oh, no. Which is like a, a hard thing to figure out, I think. <laughs> um, is, do y'all not get credited for that? I don't think so. No, no it's pretty but fast they did ask. Loose, yeah. They were told that no one did punch up on it, and I was like, "Bullshit! Don't no. believe it. There's no fucking way." No. Wow. I, there was, I was someone not, with a vagina involved in that line. Yes. I gotta. I gotta be honest. I was not gonna see that movie, but knowing knowing that there's good jokes in it, maybe. Dude, I'll we can totally you know cry to that movie. On that a plane. is a perfect tour movie. Did you see the first one? I did. Okay. It's. I mean, 
the plot is that it's ABBA songs. Yeah. Um, white people on an island. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're all like the leftover songs because like ABBA songs are not universal. They're all about like voting or like... They're really specific. Shoes or it's it's not oh, yeah. like love. It's like specific. So it's my, a movie of very specific songs. My hesitance stems from the fact that I love musicals, but I have a really hard time with musicals that have been filmed. Sure. What? You know, like film versions of musicals. What? Why? Because it's that that style of acting that works great in live theater, but then when you're watching a movie of it, you're like, your brain is in the, I'm watching a movie, I'm expecting to see this and kind of acting. Okay and you're just okay with them singing? Yeah, it was like, like I've tried to, I've tried to watch so, because I love musicals, I've tried to watch so many like movie versions and I've been bummed out like every time. Like I think I turned the producers off like five minutes into it and I was like, I can't watch. I would argue that Mamma Mia 2 is a good movie musical because the actors are good at acting the song. I don't know. It's very... Well, also, you get the bonus there of it not having been a Broadway musical first. Yeah. It's just the movie. So it's like it's just, Hairspray yeah. or whatever, mm -hmm. where it was like the movie was the first thing, which is, I think, the only way that that really lands yeah. is when it's not like the Broadway cast, like, filming on a soundstage. Yeah. So I'm going to watch Simply Irresistible. Yes, and we're going to watch, watch Under Mama Siege. Mia 2. Mama Mia 2 and Under, <laughs> and Siege. Under Siege. And then I will write that I mean, thing are you back in New York Hooper's. next week? Because we're, yeah. we're flying to New York like literally tomorrow. Oh, really? So. Yeah. That's great. I, could, I'll be back in New York, showing. but I'll be working. Yeah, if yeah. You, will you be there next Saturday? Do you have a show? We are, do we, what? No, we leave Ma Thursday. No. We leave Thursday. Uh, are, do you have a show? We have, that's our first show. I was going to invite you guys. Maybe we should just around. stay. I mean, we'll stay if we can go to that. Yeah. <gasps> Let's stay. Okay. Okay, good. This is a thrill. Okay. Uh, thank you so much. Um, yeah. Or if you do leave Thursday, you can come watch us uh, rewrite sketches all stressed <laughs> I would out. actually be, I would love That's to. That's what that. we, just like eating Greek salads that are like a hard room temperature. Oh, <laughs> like, gosh. Like the chicken fingers over, this morning. Yes, yeah. exactly. Like yeah. a toe over to warm mm -hmm. um, salad. Okay, perfect. So okay. either one. Yeah, okay. um, you guys are cool and good. Yeah, you're cool like, and good. Likewise, this was so fun. Yeah, more fun than I was expecting. Yeah, they did it. Okay, it and and now it's over. <laughs> <laughs>